Well, hello there, and welcome back to Delivery for Tony Stank, an MCU podcast, where today we'll be talking about She-Hulk. Are you Tony Stank? Right, so before we actually get into talking about the episodes on their own, um, as you can see from the thumbnail, <laughs> as you've probably seen, no, well, I suppose it's a spoiler. Um, at this point in time, all the episodes came out, all nine episodes came out, but this time we're talking about the first part. So for me, I'm going to be talking about episode one, two, three, four, and five, and it's not quite grabbed me as I hoped. It's not what Grammy's called. We'll get into why and stuff like that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, there are some positives in this. It's not going to be a fully depressing episode, so please don't, uh, please don't stop listening or watching right now. Um, it it will get it will get better. But uh, but yeah, it's just something. It's just not really. It's the first part anyway. Has not has not done it for me. Um, and that's the way it goes but we'll get into it in more detail but before we do before we do um let's go and do the draw in what is certainly not an already pre-recorded and already the draw has already been made and the person who won has got their um their prize but um here we go let's do the draw now okay so we're going to do the draw for the very incredible looking uh she-hulk omnibus um, so again, our uh, Kofi, you can enter for as little as £2 per month. Uh, and we have here all the Kofi subscribers at this moment in time. So, good luck everybody. Let's spin the wheel. Who's it going to be? 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 Let's see. Who is it? It's going to be... Kev Gino. Mr. Kev, congratulations Kev. Uh, the um, the She-Hulk Volume 1 Omnibus graphic novel comic book is on its way to yourself right now but you should have it before this is even out that's how good i am to you so yes congratulations kev so um yeah we're we're kind of gonna get straight into it but thank you so much for doing that massy for the, that draw there you look absolutely handsome so um yes thank you uh right <clears throat> episode one of she hulk is called a normal amount of rage we open with Jen Walters, um, played by Tatiana, I keep getting her surname wrong, Maslani, Tatiana Maslani. Um, I've not really watched much stuff that she's in. I think it was like Orphan Black or something. I think it was what it was called. Um, it was like her main sort of thing. I, I've never watched it. I've never watched it. And I don't really know much about her or I didn't know much about her. Um, but yeah, we open up on her um, and she is practicing like a, a delivery for like a, a court sort of speech or whatever she's going to be saying. And um, before she leaves the the room, she actually um, talks about hulking up. 
And then this gives us a fourth wall break, which is great. I, I love this. The fact that she, she turns to us and tells us that, you know, she already is a Hulk. Um, and we'll get up to speed. One of, the, one of the things that She-Hulk is kind of known for, um, and it's very much like a Deadpool trait and stuff as well, is breaking the fourth wall uh, and and being not just self-contained in, in, in her in her universe but um but yeah breaking that and, and coming out to us as well so it's cool to see that like like straight away and it kind of sets a tone for it I, I really like that um we see that she went on a, a road trip with uh bruce banner who is her cousin um and they have a chat about uh yeah his uh his how he's like healed and stuff like that as well uh, and they actually they talk about um they, they kind of have a, a discussion about steve uh rogers and uh if he was if he was getting frisky with the ladies um yeah and and she's she's pretty certain that he is uh, a shagger an absolute shagger um this then leads to a crash a crash a spaceship comes down uh right in front of the car and uh veers them off road and we get this like slow motion kind of um it's almost like it's almost like the deadpool if you've seen deadpool one where there's like the, the car crash scene where he's fighting the bad guys uh, set to um girl you're my angel in the morning um it's, it's kind of like that with the cheetos like flying about and stuff as well um and because the car crash uh bruce's blood gets into into jen's um bloodstream and we get this kind of point of view shot of her turning into into a hulk or turning turning into something of course we know it's a hulk um and and bruce does the same thing jen runs off in the woods and uh, and wakes up at some amount of time later as herself uh, and finds her finds her way to uh like basically like a, a diner like like bar sort of thing um where she gets treated to by by kind of uh some ladies kind of take care of her and and then outside the the bar there's a couple of men that think she's like a prostitute or something like that, i believe uh and she she turns into uh a she hulk we actually get to see like a, a a kind of one of our more clearer shots of She-Hulk, which starts turn around screaming at them away to fight them, but then is obviously stopped by a big green boot, which is obviously um, our boy, Mr. Hulk, Mr. Bruce Banner. So it turns out Bruce has taken her to this, like, um, almost cabana thing, or a place that he has, that, that he built with them, um, uh, with Tony. And, uh, and, and yeah, Bruce is, is a smart Hulk, and he kind of, kind of describes to us, or he tells her about what's what's happened that her his blood's got into her and uh they have to basically do some tests to uh to um to work to like kind of work out how he how she can or what stimulates the the the, the she-hulk inside her uh to to come out um and yeah so after these uh these sort of test stuff uh well, sorry, before that happens, actually, before that happens, apologies, apologies, before that happens, um, Bruce has this discussion with with Jen that basically she has to um, learn how to control that, and he brings out this binder that he has that obviously through years and years of, uh, of working out how to control Hulk, uh, that she's obviously going to have to 
have to become acquainted with and, and be able to go out into the world and, and still work as both Jen and uh, and the Hulk as well. So they have these tests. It's, it's pretty brutal. Like she's stuck in like this uh, kind of like a cube, like the game show cube. Um, and as things like rotating like like blades from like a, a a table saw sort of thing coming at her uh, and before they can get to her she's able she turns into hulk and, and smashes things up and actually even smashed out of the cube in a in a fit of rage um but we then find out that actually she's still jen uh hulk tries to like tries to do like the old um the sun's coming up and he and he actually speaks like a, a horse he kind of like goes easy um, but yeah, we see that that Jen is is actually still herself, even in Hulk form, which is obviously surprising for for her. Not surprising for us because we know what she Hulk, but surprising for for Bruce. Um, it's uh, this is the first real time we get a bit of time as with uh, sorry with Jen as She Hulk, and I must admit my fears did come true. The the, the the VFX for for Jen is ropey to say the least, very ropey. It's very uncanny valley. Like her, if you're not sure what uncanny valley is, it's like some sort of evolutionary trait in humans to, or what they think is the evolutionary trait in humans to, um, when something looks either not human enough or just, or it looks too human. It's called the uncanny valley where it's like a point in in that sort of spectrum where we become we're like a customer like, like we're kind of wired hardwired to not trust that um and uh and yeah that's kind of where the vfx is for for she hulk i've spoken before about the the vfx and at least a trailer which um which we saw which i kind of hoped was just um just not done and we'd be fixed for the, the show but also going just on this it's not good um but there there's been a lot of stuff go on with marvel and their vfx artists and there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes um where they're being rushed and they're they're not being paid well enough um essentially being demotivated really to actually do their job or not being able to do their job because they're not being given the, the resources to do so so i'm giving them a bit of slack i am giving them a bit of slack it does it does kind of mark it down a little bit for me. Um, considering this is the main character, Bruce looks great. Hulk looks great. And of course, you know, this is, I'm assuming they basically took him over from the film, or from the films, I'm assuming. Uh, but Hulk looks great. Jen as She-Hulk just, no, it looks, it looks, it looks, looks very, very, very silly. Um, yeah, it's it's such a shame because as I say, as the as the sort of front and center of this piece, of the front and center of, of She Hulk, um, she should be looking as good as, if not better, than than Hulk. But she's not. Which is crap. And it annoyed me so much. <laughs> we then sort of get a montage where they're sort of like training uh She Hulk basically. Um Hulk, there's a goofy bit where, where Hulk sets an ear an ear horn to her face when she's sleeping and she wakes up and turns straight to She-Hulk and breaks the bed. Um, again, the VFX here is poopy. Um, but yeah, it's very goofy. Very, very goofy. They talk about like the different 
uh, wardrobe she has to have for for Jen and for for being She Hulk. They do like boulder tossing where Hulk nonchalantly just like like Kobe's it, uh, and, it and it goes pretty far. She Hulk puts a bit more back into it and it and it goes a bit further than his. But then uh, Hulk in a fit of jealousy rips out another uh, another rock and, and just fires it for like miles and miles and miles because obviously he can't have he can't have she hulk having uh done better than him basically um they do things like yoga and stuff as well uh and uh, again there's a really like the vfx is so jarring here when they do the yoga and uh I, I and jen jen kind of like she couldn't she's like on her hand like on her hands or legs over her head and then she like sort of like spins and, and catch herself in one hand it just looks and then she's a wee thumbs up it's, it just looks so bad and it's so annoying um they then both do, they do like punching and stuff as well punching the ground and and, and stuff like that uh and, and then they get well they don't get drunk because hulks have a almighty high i'm all, all my almightily high tolerance uh for alcohol so they basically drink so so much but Jen is left the day after, um, very much nursing a, a pretty bad hangover. They then uh, do a bit more. It, it, it's almost like meditation. I think is what uh, Bruce is trying to do with with her with Jen in Jen form. Um, and uh, and yeah, they they kind. Of, it's a really interesting kind of chat they have here. So yeah, they kind of get into um about Bruce. Bruce is really set on this whole thing about her needing to learn, and she's she's a superhero. She needs she's now going to be a superhero. There's like no two ways about it, um, and she needs to learn how to control her anger. But Jen, as herself, she she talks about how she's you know she's great at control anger, does it all the time, uh, and then this is something that I'm you know for myself as a male, obviously it's it's not an issue, um, but I, I know you know obviously women kind of. Get put through a load of a load of shit that us males can't even comprehend. You know, she talks about how <clears throat> she controls her anger when she's when cat called at street. So that's when incompetent men explain my own area of expertise to me. Um, and and she does it pretty much every day because if she doesn't, then she'll pretty much like like literally get what I think called emotional difficult or might actually literally get murdered. Um, which is is. It, it must hit so hard for, for for women that deal with this all the time. Um, I think certainly where I'm from as well, like we're pretty well uh, shielded up here, but I know women in big cities and stuff as well, you know, that, this is like the, an everyday occurrence and stuff. So it, it must have been pretty, um, it's one of those things that really hit home when, when I'm watching it as a, as a woman. I can only, I can only guess. I, again, I, I have no idea. So if, if you, it, you know, if you kind of relate to that, Please, um, please enlighten me. Um, yeah, then then Jen kind of shows that she's the one that's in control. She's changed herself from She-Hulk to Jen and back again. And can I just say, by the way, Tatiana, mostly, most, most, Maslani, Tatiana Maslani is fantastic. She is great. When she is Jen Walters, brilliant. Absolute gold. Um, as She-Hulk, I think, from from this anyway, so far, it's, I think the the the, the She-Hulk side of it kind of stops her 
natural chemistry because she's an absolute she is full of chemistry full of uh charisma sorry she's she's so full of charisma um fantastic to watch i think when she's a she-hulk that kind of gets dampened a bit which is a shame um and yeah so so she goes to leave um and bruce stops her and they have this kind of face off they have a a, a fight um they have a, an actual proper scrap as Hulk and, and, and She-Hulk. And we uh, we get to see an actual thunderclap, which is something we've not actually seen uh, in a long time, which does the, th- the old thunderclap that, that, that Bruce obviously, Hulk does it as like a winner, but she does like waves and waves of thunderclaps uh, that, that, that discombobulates Bruce and his, uh, and his uh, like where he is and stuff. Um, and yeah, they have this kind of like really cool battle, which I, I thought was quite fun to see. The VFS show was fine; was absolutely fine. Um, I thought it was all right. Uh, and they come crashing through the through the bar, and um, and yeah, that kind of that kind of ends the fight when they when they when they busted the bar up and, and they have to sort of fix it. Uh, this leads to a conversation that they have while fixing the bar. Um, and Jen, another part where we're kind of this is like this is really really. It's really strange because she breaks the fourth wall. Um, she breaks the fourth wall and looks at us, um, saying he like because because Bruce basically says you can go back to your life as a lawyer and and stuff. And she looks at us and says he doesn't mean that. And then Bruce looks back as well, or Hulk looks back as well. So it's almost like he can hear her speaking to us as breaking the fourth wall. So is she actually? speak I, I don't know it's it's weird. it's like is she actually speaking to us or is she just in the universe is she just turning around and saying something it's weird <laughs> but it's 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 cool it's a it's interesting little uh interesting little thing um so yeah so jen makes her way back to uh back to real life and we get back to the, the point at the start of the episode where she uh was explained to us what happened and she gets put into uh um yeah, a courtroom kind of, kind of battle thing. This is the one that she was. Uh, a courtroom scene was where she was training her or or coming up with this sort of speech for it, um, and as she's giving her her speech to the jury, uh, this person blasts through the, through the the wall of the courtroom. So this person is uh, Jamila Jamil. If you don't know who she is, she was. It was like a she was like a British, um, like. She did like the chart show and stuff, so, like a radio presenter and like um some of like the entertainment shows and stuff, but not much. Like she wasn't like a big uh, a big sort of um a big household name or anything, but she's gone on to do things like The Good Place. Um and she's in something else recently, which uh I cannot remember the name of it, but it's I'm sure it was like pretty big. Uh let me double check. I can't remember, but I'm sure she's in something like relatively big, um, and uh, and yeah, so she she comes in, uh, bursts through the wall. Uh, she is as as we know, uh, Titania, Titania, um, and this leads to Jen having to expose her um superhero powers to the world, uh, by removing her heels and then her dress basically just like busts up. And uh, and yeah, they have a have a little fight. She saves the Judy from a, a desk and, and lobs a desk back at Titania, and then uh, 
and then basically it punches her uh into the into the far wall uh and uh and wins wins the courtroom battle but not the one that she was expecting uh not the one against another lawyer but against another superhero uh and change back to jen popping back on her high heels um at the end of it which is is yeah it it's um that's the end of the first episode. Oh, there, there's a post-credits, actually, where uh, we see Jen, um, Jen, and, uh, Jen and Bruce at the bar. Uh, Jen is, is drunk, and she's crying over the fact that, that Steve Rogers never got to have sex <laughs> and talking about his ass and stuff as well. Um, America's ass, of course. The, the ass can go all day. And, uh, and yeah, and Hulk slips that he actually lost virginity to a girl in 1943 on the USO tour. And we see that Jen has actually been pretending to be drunk the whole time just to get that information out of, out of Bruce. And, uh, and it ends on like a... Um, it ends on like a... She's going to say the F word. She says Captain America. And then, and then we actually get the end of the episode. Uh, that's quite a cool little... Um, a cool little... Uh, post-credit scene and, and end the first episode so yeah episode one is is done again i think it was all right it was okay it was it was okay um i would say something that concerned me and something that I kind of saw from this as well it's meant to be she hulk attorney a law at law so like you would expect a sort of law thing it's, it's part of her character um i don't want to be one of these guys like oh she's like this in the comics or she's like this because it's completely different but she she's basically the superhero uh, attorney and there's there wasn't what we got in the in the courtroom it wasn't much and the writers even said they didn't know how to how to write a um uh interesting sort of sort of courtroom thing which kind of surprised me it kind of surprised me um but yeah but yeah, it was it was a decent decent first episode. Decent first episode. That was episode one. Dick. And we move on to episode two, which is called Superhuman Law. Right, so episode two, Superhuman Superhuman Law. I'm gonna try and actually be a bit more like succinct with, with uh, the episode kind of overview. Um because yeah, I felt like episode one we spoke about quite a bit. Um <clears throat> we've we we hear about uh the news reports and um She Hulk uh being like seen as this new superhero she gets chanted into bars and uh and stuff as well and life's great um and but even though the the bad her um her <clears throat> the person that the, the the bad not the bad guy but like the the cheesy kind of lawyer guy that works at our place as well is um like he's such a such a sleazeball like he's like asking where she gets her powers from um <clears throat> And even says there's a hot woman over there. I'm going to go talk to it. Like, oh my. Like, the misogyny is ridiculous, honestly. Uh, during this kind of bar sort of uh, sort of scene, though, Jen's uh, boss comes up to her and, uh, and yeah, he basically says he's, yeah, he's going to fight her uh, because she didn't win the case because the, the other side actually went for a mistrial because she saved the duty from getting hit by a, 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 a what's it called a table basically and and saved them uh and they were saying that basically they argued that the jury was going to be biased towards her because she saved them um which is wild 
absolutely wild. But yeah, she gets uh, she gets fired because of that. And the title cards are great here because it goes She Hulk Attorney for Hire, which is fantastic. You know, I love the way they did that. I thought it was a great little, uh, great little point. <clears throat> we see Jen go through different interviews um, for obviously jobs, and no one takes her on because of the the sideshow of of being a Hulk as well. We then get to meet Jen's family. Um, she goes home and meets her mom and dad. Um, and uh, and the rest of the family. There's like the the one kind of um, like this the cousin her would be her cousin. <clears throat> um. Like the guy, he gets promoted to the the manager at Best Buy, um, and his parents are like, "Oh, employed and promoted," um, obviously as a dig at Jen, which is which is rough. Um, yeah, and and Jen is obviously kind of uh not happy with with the whole situation that she's been fired for for saving people. So, um. She has a good chat in her in the garage with her dad, um, which is a touching moment. It shows that that you know, like that nothing's changed for them, which is great because everything's changed for her, but nothing's changed in terms of 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 her family, basically. Um, and her dad even says, "Not the first time I've had to deal with a Hulk in the family." Of course, with Bruce being, uh, with Bruce being the other one. And yeah, so the next thing we see is Jen in a bar as herself, just drinking, uh, obviously drowning her sorrows a little bit. And she gets approached by the um, the other lawyer from the GLKNH, who was the people that he, um, the people that she uh, fought against. This is Mr. Holloway. So this is the person that was um, the, the the start of the first episode that her argument was was against, basically. And he essentially tells her that he's starting a superhuman, uh, he's starting he's starting a new division. At um, at the company GLKNH, and he wants her to to start for them, and and uh, yeah, she starts Monday, uh, and we see the scene of her uh, coming into the the GLKNH office, um, in her like new suit and and blah blah, blah. and when uh, Holloway meets her at the entrance, he kind of basically lets her know that essentially that she he wants she hulk to be the face of this new superhuman law division and yeah essentially makes her turn into she hulk which is uh which is kind of it's really manipulative really quite uh it's quite it's quite sleazy and stuff as well I, I, I yeah i don't i don't again this is this is something that i'm i'm sure that you know women have to have to, I'm sorry, I'm getting quite preachy stuff here, but like women seem to be having to work ten times as hard, or or sometimes uh, give up some of their morals to actually get somewhere in some places. And this is what's happened here, um, to to Jen. Um, and yeah, so so Jen then gets into her office, uh, and we meet Pug, who also in the Superhuman Law Division. Um, I thought he was a bit of a a, a dummy, but um. He seems like a decent guy. He gives him the, the map for the bathroom the poop, for pooping and stuff as well. So fair play to him. Fair play to him. Um, yeah, so then Holloway gives Jen her first superhuman law division case um, where we find that, uh, yeah, they want her to work the case of Emil Blonsky, who we know Emil Blonsky is as the abomination. He was the one that in the Incredible Hulk film, 
uh, he was Hulk's like nemesis. But we've also seen him in uh, Shang Chi, where he fought Wong in like the um, the big cagey kind of fighting area sort of thing. So um, and he seemed pretty decent in that one, actually. To be fair. Um. So yeah. So so Jen actually meets with Emil Blonsky, and they've given him Marvel treatment, <laughs> to put things lightly. Uh, they've made him kind of a, a completely different character um, compared to what the Abomination was. The Abomination, if you remember, in, in Incredible Hulk film, you probably don't because it was so long ago and it also is but isn't canon, but it is, but it isn't canon. Uh, of course, it was released by, um, or distributed, I believe, by Universal, I think. So you don't, it's not on Disney. It's not as part of the, the Marvel collection on Disney. Um, so it's not as easy to watch it. Uh, but yeah, he was basically like a soldier, and like a soldier in um, and at the the behest of General Ross, uh, took the some sort of serum. I think I think I can't remember if it was Super Soldier Serum or, or if it was just some of uh, Hulk's blood, and became Abomination. And he was like this kind of uh, rage filled beast that that. Uh, destroyed half of uh, half Harlem, I think it was, or was it Hell's Kitchen? No, it was Harlem. I'm sure it was Harlem. It was, it was the Battle of Harlem. Um, but yeah, in this now, he we find out he's he, he's got he's almost like a Charles Manson figure. He's got seven pen pals um, that he met from the from the prison pen pal program, um, and seems very chilled out and is all into like the namaste and the uh, the bits of peace like that. So. Yeah, kind of jarring. I, I, I like, think sometimes Marvel does it pretty well with that sort of thing. Um, but I think sometimes they need to have like a, a relatively grounded, bad character if that makes sense. Um, but again, you know this is what they've gone with. Can't can't fault them. This is it's their it's their thing. You know we're just here we're just here for the ride. We're here for the ride. That's all it is. That's all it is. Um, but yeah, she meets Emil Blonsky and uh, and. Basically, she she gives Hulk a call afterwards, um, essentially saying that she's going to be taking on the case. Um, but Hulk is like, yeah, it's all good, blah 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 blah. He's like, oh yeah, absolutely fine. And then we actually at the end of the conversation it comes out and we see Hulk is in this ship, the spaceship from from the crash, and uh, is obviously on fire off somewhere, and he's they're on the way to what we're guessing, Sakar. Um, it's a Sakar ship. So I'm assuming it is. Um and uh, yeah, Jen calls uh Jen calls Holloway says she's taking on the, the job and he asks if she's watching the news. Um but she turns on the news and sees that Abomination, the whole the whole news about Abomination's prison break, uh, and we see footage of Abomination fighting in the underground fight club that I spoke about with uh with Wong in, in Shang-Chi. So yeah, a bit harder than she uh, expects. Uh, the post credit scene of this one is kind of She-Hulk doing like all little jobs for her dad and her cousin, lifting the car up, lifting water bottles, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, and yeah, and that is the end of episode two. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It kind of had some some hard moments, like you know, like or or, or bits where 
made you think like the, the whole thing about having been manipulated and made into being she-hulk for uh for work purposes which um is is pretty horrible pretty horrific when you think about it um but then yeah just had like kind of weird moments with Emil Blonsky and uh and stuff like that again the, the shining light in all this and the person that's holding it is the this the the main actress Tatiana Maslany she is spot on like whenever you see her um she's brilliant you can't take her eyes off she's fantastic uh but yeah everything else is kind of just like it just feels like it's plodding along a little bit for me even with like a lot of fourth wall breaks and things like that um yeah I don't know it's not really it's not really doing it for me to be honest Okay, and we're now on to episode three, which is called The People versus Emil Blonsky. Um, I'm going to throw a bit of an audible here, and I'm going to say that I'm actually going to make this a three-parter. One, two, three. Uh, because um, it's, in, it's in nine episodes, so I'm actually going to go three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think that's probably going to work a little bit better. I just feel like I'm kind of, um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's going to, probably work a little bit better in terms of structure and stuff so um we're gonna go with that so this will be the last episode of um of this podcast uh the other two will be very like on the back of it pretty much um but yeah so episode three the people versus emil blonsky so yes we start off with uh jen absolutely grilling uh emil and and you know try to work out who uh who got him out of his cell um and this is where she finds out that it's mr wong who is basically in every single mcu show or uh uh film recently he's the the i think i think he's been in like sure it's now like the most mcu project but it's something like what's the mcu stuff we've had uh phase four stuff we've had i'm not sure he's been like i think like six or so. i saw some sort of stat but he's been like heaps of things like pretty much in everything um yeah, so we get a, a scene where Jen is talking to um, her paralegal in the in the um, the car, and Jen breaks the fourth wall again. Here, uh, she even says, "You know, I can't. I know you can't wait to see Wong, but I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure it's not one of those shows that has like a cameo every single week, apart from uh, Blonsky, Bruce, uh, Wong, <laughs> um, which again is is you know a, a good little a good little nod to." Uh, to this because we obviously well I won't say just yet but we know there's gonna be more cameos as we kind of uh, as we kind of go along um we then get to see a bit more about like the news and the reaction to um to she-hulk being the uh being the one of the lawyers at glk and h and there's a very meta kind of um social media response where you know you've got the men saying stuff like they took the hulk's man away but they gave it to a woman um at and stuff like uh more female superheroes uh why is everything got got to be female now um we've had a was it we have a me too movement and now all the male heroes are gone like it's just so like it's so on the nose it's so perfect like it's it's complete reaction to it and again you know there there genuinely has been a reaction of hate to this because it's a woman-fronted show, which is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. If you came and said, 
the, you know the VFX if you do, if you do what I'm doing saying the VFX is kind of dodgy um the writers even said themselves they don't know how to uh write an interesting kind of legal uh courtroom side of it um that sort of thing if, if you have genuine concerns or genuine criticisms for it fantastic absolutely fine i think we should i think you should absolutely let people know um and don't be scared to because you know if, if you have a genuine criticism you're not going to get pulled up and, and and um you know it's not gonna be a case of of people saying you're just hating it because we're in front of it because it's not if like me you have those genu genuine criticisms that's absolutely fine but there are people and there are people who have actually reacted to it by uh review bombing like uh, rotten tomatoes and uh, imdb and all sort of stuff that is idiotic disgraceful and just pure immature um so yeah to folk that do that fuck you i don't swear very much on this podcast but yeah it's it's very well served um so yeah we get that we get to see the the action the fallout to jen walters now being part of um glk and h as the head of the superhuman law division uh jen gets called to uh the office of hallway um with with nikki and uh, nikki's her paralegal i don't know if i said nikki's a paralegal who's her friend um and we see that the person that they're needing to represent is this Leesball Dennis from her old, her old um, place of work. The guy that called women it. <laughs> and he says, "A hot one going to speak to it." Um, and yeah, they're both very reluctant to to work on uh, on that case. And then we get to see we get to see um, we get to see Renee Elise Goldsbury, who, if you love Hamilton as much as I do. Uh, she's known as being uh, Angelica. What's her name? Skyler. Skylar's Angelica Skyler uh, in Hamilton, which is on Disney Plus. And if you've not watched Hamilton, this is my plug for Hamilton. Go watch it. It's unbelievable. It is the best musical ever made. Uh, and uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda is a genius. And yeah, uh, Angelica is is fantastic. Um, so she's playing Mallory, who is also in Superhuman Law Division. Um, Dennis, uh, Dennis says that he doesn't want to have her as, as his representation because she's a ten. He doesn't want to talk to her about bar stuff, and he wants Pug uh, because Pug looks cool, um, and that he'll do basically take him. Um, so the whole point in this one is in, in this case is that Dennis is uh like x is um has, has basically rinsed him for heaps and heaps of money and uh it turns out she is an elf from new asgard a shape-shifting elf from new asgard who he he thought he was dating megan the stallion so the, the the elf was was the elf was in the like a shape-shifter to megan the stallion if you don't know who that is she's a um a pop star um yeah so <laughs> this is kind of where it kind of goes a bit off rails for me um it, it just it's such a random like it, i'm all for random humor <laughs> i'm a big fan of like you know with mighty boosh and that sort of stuff but this just seems really weird and really out of place in my eyes anyway um but yeah 
but then Wong shows up and uh, and Jen is able to uh, Jen has a um, chat with him about the whole Emil Blonsky situation. Um, and they talk about uh, how Wong is is uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Wong basically says, and and this is his whole um his whole kind of defense of Emil is um that he as as the the sorcerer's dream he he demands that he does not be um he does not be punished for his actions and that's it he st- he like stands up to to kind of walk away. Um, Wong's great. Benedict Wong is fantastic. Like like he's so good. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Um. Then we get to Dennis and and Pug is obviously dealing with his uh, his action suit against this elf who was as uh, Megan Thee Stallion, and um, he's trying he's, they're they're trying to do a bit of discovery work out what the uh, you know how the case is going forward how much he has spent on this um, on this Megan Thee Stallion. Um, Pug kind of says, "Let me just guess, figure higher or lower." Uh, 500k is uh, sorry, 50k is is too low. 100k is is uh, is too low. When he says 200, he says he's not a fool. Um, but it was about 175,000 that he spent on this uh, person that he thought was Megan the Stallion. Uh, yeah, he's just a, a sleazy idiot. <laughs> just an idiot. Just an absolute absolute idiot. Um. Pug then has a look at YouTube or U screen it's called and um and actually sees this uh this elf. You know, there's a there's a video of her having a fight with someone uh, at a at something uh and she uh changes from Megan the Stallion to this weird like sorry, not this weird, this elf. Um Yeah. It's really kinda weird. It's really kinda weird. And it's really weirdly set it's strangely set up as well. I don't really know what they were thinking to be perfectly honest uh, with this line of it, but hey Then literally two seconds after Dennis leaving and Pug looking at the video of um, of the elf changing back from Megan the Stallion, Dennis goes back in and basically says that he's dropping the case. Um, he's not going to... He's... Uh, yeah, he's had a change of heart and blah, blah, blah. Um, but... Uh, but Pug actually gets a phone call from the real Dennis, who's uh, saying he's uh, he's part of the disabled place. But yeah, it turns out this is actually the elf, and she actually even leaves the Pug's office as Pug, um, and then and then shapes just back into her her old her her actual elf kind of uh, way, which is again, it's just such a strange thing, and it's and it's so I don't know, it just feels kind of old death, like really. So the next sort of thing we see is She-Hulk making her way to the uh, the prison, or sorry, Jen Walters making her way to the prison for um, his, for Emil's um, parole uh, kind of hearing, basically, to try and see if he can get out, uh, if he can get out of, um, of being caught in jail. Uh, and we and we see Emil Blonsky and his, and his like, seven, uh, his seven, like, wives, basically, and it's so, like, like I say, it's so like Charles Manson. It's creepy. It's weird. It's so strange. So so strange. Um, but uh, but yeah, Jen gets like like a few different um witnesses to come up and talk about how great Emil is. 
uh, and Wong finally turns up and, and, and is one of them. We then get to see uh, the Dennis and Pug case uh, with the shapeshift and elf, um, who, yeah, they're basically, um, yeah, basically Pug makes the, the, uh, the, the, the sort of um, uh, the assertion that, that his... Dennis should be, you know, has has been scanned by scam art for seventy five thousand pounds. Um, but the uh, it's kind of weird. the The lawyer for the 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 elf um argues that it was a consensual and they were just engaging in a role play, which yeah, it's kind of kind of creepy. Uh, and again, talks about how the fact that how how would he. Why would the real Megan the Stallion be matching him, basically? So yeah, the judge kind of um professes the the whole fact that he's uh that he's not um he can't can't believe that somebody would actually think they're dating the real Megan the Stallion and but but it's gonna take a trial anyway. Um the judge then goes back two seconds later and says he's changing his ruling and uh blah 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 and um and of course is then the shapeshift and elf again, which as her attorney says, you know, uh, um, pretending to be a judge is, is illegal, which, uh, yeah, leads her getting, getting chased behind the, the kind of thing. Again, it's so weird and so out of place, especially in the middle of the, the Mio Blonsky thing as well. Like, again, this is where the law part of it, the courtroom part of it should be it should be a big part of it. That's that's kind of the whole thing. Um, but it's played off as like a, a a cheap joke, a cheap laugh, or a cringe, basically. Um, which, uh, yeah, it's kind kind of a kind of not good in my eyes, really. Um, we then get back to the uh, we then get back to the 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 trial, the the parole board meeting for um, Emil, uh, and and Wong tells him that it was absolutely his choice. It was definitely his choice to um come back into his cell he Wong took him out but it was his choice to come back he even offered him to stay at the Camartage um but Wong chose uh, but Emil chose to even um come back to his cell uh the parole board are still a bit unsure about the fact that he is the abomination and how is a raging monster in there uh and I guess Jen's wishes he turns into the abomination um or shows them that he, well, he turns into the abomination, which scares everybody, um, but then promptly, uh, promptly turns back. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's quite good against the abomination, but once more making them the kind of butt of the joke is like a very Marvel trait, as I said. But it just to me is very is very kind of um. Yeah, it's it's very very cheap to me in 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 my eyes. Um. So yeah. So the 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 parole board kind of adjourns for the day. Um. And uh, Nikki Pug and Jen go out to this like kind of bar for drinks stuff, and they get to talking about the fact how Dennis is such an absolute sleazeball and stuff, and how could they work with him? Blah blah. Um. This kind of gives them an idea where basically. Uh, at the trial, Jen goes up as a witness and and talks about the fact that um that Dennis is this kind of idiotic, uh, absolute, um, 
horrible human being. Um, and and that this kind of gets to the argue that this gets to the um, this ar- this actually gets to the point where the, the judge believes that um, that and 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 Jen says it herself that Dennis would actually truly be so um narcissistic that he believes he would be dating the real uh, Megan Stallion, and with that. That means um, that the the elf, uh, the elf loses. Dennis gets one hundred seventy five thousand dollars, and the elf actually goes. Uh, so Runa, her name, uh, actually goes to jail for sixty days for impersonating, um, for impersonating a judge, which was not very good of her. Um, and then we actually see, yeah, we see Megan Stallion in the in the courtroom as well. Again, it's so like out of place, and like I, I, I don't know. It just this whole kind of thing just fell so flat for me with that. Um, yeah, just terrible. <laughs> um, we come back to to Jen at the pro meeting for uh for Milblonsky, and um, yeah, basically Blonsky gets gets out. Uh, with the condition that he has to, uh, that he's basically not allowed to turn into abomination whatsoever, and he has to wear the inhibitor, which which would stop him, uh, would stop him doing that. So he gets to go away and and create his uh, idyllic kind of, um, uh, retreat with his seven, uh, seven wives basically. Um, she Hulk goes on on news and, uh, says that you know she didn't come up with the name She Hulk, just some random guy in the news came up with it and and. Uh, and and then it then stuck basically, uh, and of course it goes back the fact that she the guy says that she's going to share share her diet and exercise secrets. Like of course it reminds me of like that old um, uh, there was like an Avengers I think it was Avengers press conference where Scarlett everyone got asked like uh like normal questions you know they were asking Robert Jr. about how he felt about Iron Man blah 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 and it came to Scarlett and Johansson they were asking about like what pants she wore and stuff like that holding the suit like it's just, it's just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um Jen gets home and gets attacked by a group of guys and briefly forgets that she can actually turn into the She-Hulk so she she does so and very quickly disposes of them um it uh it's then shown that uh that yeah they tried to it tried to stab her with something to get her blood or something um because the uh the the he has like a, a kind of injector sort of thing that's actually bent from from her, her green skin he says um and yeah that's then the end of the episode now the post credit scene is the one that everyone said I was going to break the internet uh and <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. So in the post-credit scene, um, Megan Stallion comes to the office and is like signing things with uh with Jen, and then essentially her and the two of them start like twerking and dancing and stuff. Like, I, 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 I. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with dancing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with dancing and stuff like that as well. They're in twerking. Like, twerking, you know, if you could twerk, it's it's harder than it looks. If you could twerk, then fair play, yeah. Um, but, like, the VFX here is 
absolutely horrendous. Not for a Megan Stan, of course, because she's actually there. If you've seen behind the set, if you've seen behind the um, uh, the scenes photos, uh, Tatiana Maslany was actually in like a, a wee suit, and she was like doing the dance and all sort of stuff as well. But it just looked horrendous, like so, so, so bad. Um, even when she's twerking, like it just looks so unnatural. Um, again, not Megan Thee Stallion. Um, talk about She-Hulk here. It looks so horrendous, and I don't know why. I get having post-credit scenes that are like, um, that are funny, that are just jokes. That's what post-credit scenes should be. But I just, I, I, oh my god, like it, it, it. I just, nah, not for me, not for me. I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, really quite poor, to be honest. Really quite poor. But um, yeah, that is the end of episode three of She-Hulk. So yeah, as I said, I'm actually going to change it and, and do this as like the first part. We do part one, two, and three. So episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Um, I think that's probably a better way to kind of do it. Um, yeah, the first three episodes for me, episode one was fine. Absolutely fine. I thought it was, it was, it was okay. I thought it was all right. Um, again, the introduction to Titania was a bit like, all right, cool. Uh, the courtroom was nothing. Um, episode two, it's just, it kind of all seemed like there was a lot of set. I don't know. It didn't really get anywhere for me, um, especially with the way the VFX were. They were fucking terrible. Um, what it did to me, Oblonsky as well. I, I Marvel have a weird obsession with making everybody try to be funny and stuff. It can work. There's a lot of things. Thor, like Thor, absolutely reinvented. I think that was probably the worst thing that could happen for Marvel is that the that Thor worked so well, uh, in in complete changing his character. Um, Jen, like Tatiana Maslany as Jen is incredible. As I say, like cool to the brim of charisma, uh, like brilliant, fantastic. When she she Hulk. I think there's a lot lost there. Um, but I'm interested to see how it goes with uh, Bruce going away uh, in the spaceship and uh, and yeah, kind of how it goes from there. So yeah, so that's part one of She-Hulk. It's, it's very much for me the weakest or one of the weakest TV shows um, in the MCU so far, which is a shame because I think the character has a lot of potential. Um, and it's been casted very well but we'll need to see how it goes so that is the end of part one um, part two will be out very shortly with uh, we'll discuss episodes four, five and six of uh, She-Hulk Attorney at Law thank you very much guys see you in the next one Mwah. are you Tony?